Welcome to Flip It and Rebuild It, the podcast that will help you see life from a new perspective, so you can prepare for life when it knocks you on your butt without warning. Then you can live with genuine freedom, in line with your purpose, with passion and the courage, love and strength to be vulnerable in the face of anything that comes your way. Sounds good? Let's do this. I'm Stephen Webb, and ending up severely paralysed at 18, going bankrupt, losing nearly everything, more heartbreaks than I can count. Seriously, you would think I would learn by now. I know how hard it is to turn your life around. So let us help you find inner peace and flip it around even when life is hectic and it feels impossible for you. And welcome the most important person in my life for the next hour, my co-host, writer, <laughs> creative genius, and the singing voice that melts my heart, Susan Jackson. <laughs> hey, um, I'm here to share with you how I have learned to flip that story in my head and use every experience to grow and rebuild my life the way that I want it to be. I've experienced a lot of life and learned many valuable lessons. I do believe I can help someone learn from what I have been through from how I overcome childhood traumas to learning to find the silver lining and lesson in every situation, no matter how negative the situation seems to be. It's about finding your peace of mind when life goes to shit, as life often does. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, as this is the first podcast, and it's probably best that the viewers get to know us a little bit and our stories. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you right in the spot, right from the okay. get-go. I want to know about the one time in your life where you hit the absolute rock bottom and you felt that you had nowhere to go, that mm -hmm. you felt, well, you tell us how you felt at that time. One big time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I know your story has so many of them. It's really hard to narrow that down. Let me try to think of the one that kind of had the biggest impact of change on me um i guess probably well one big time that stands out is um my divorce um i was married for t technically 11 years but um we were together for 10 and i knew i wasn't happy for a long time but i don't know i didn't feel confident and then one day he said just the right thing to motivate me to just make that decision because i contemplated leaving for a year before I did it and like once I flipped it around and said you know what this is the right thing this is good for me this is good for my daughter like it was so easy and it was rough I stayed with friends I slept in an RV in a driveway for a while it was a long time before I had a place and it was not the best but it was our place and after that I started like going after all my dreams and doing everything I wanted to do and I just didn't hold back from life so what was the one thing he said? The one thing he said, well, he said a lot of things, but the one thing he said was, I'm leaving, I'm moving to Florida, and I'm going to take Bella with me. So he comes in one day, and he just looks up and says to you, hey, Susan, I'm taking our daughter, and I'm moving. Yeah, it's much, much more complicated than that, though. It wasn't that simple. <laughs> okay, tell us. Oh, okay. Well, he, he knew he wanted to move for about a year. He, I think he was honestly kind of depressed. Um, he, he went through cancer with his stepdad and it was really drawn out and it was hard on the family. 
And so he was super unhappy. He was unhappy with his work. Um, and then he decided, he just up and decided he wanted to take this job in Florida. And neither me or my, my daughter wanted to go, but he didn't want to talk. He didn't, he didn't care what we thought. He just, this is what he wanted to do. And what actually happened was I went to him and I was like, hey, we're both unhappy. Could we do counseling? Also, if you really want to this job, why don't you just go down there and stay there during the week and try the job out and make sure it's what you want. We'll get the house ready to sell and then we'll come join you later. And he just like flipped out. And I don't know why, but he was already planning. He already had plans so that I didn't know about. So I didn't give up until that night I left. So it was kind of on the cards, so to speak. And it was though. Kind of had a feeling something wasn't right. It, yeah. It, it does remind me of my, the way my long-term relationship split up. Yeah. Um, for six months, I knew something was wrong. Yeah. I didn't know quite what was wrong, but that gut instinct. Of, oh yeah, I had that for a while. <laughs> it doesn't speak in a language of words and explanations. It's. It didn't like it could actually explain to you exactly what's yeah. wrong, but you know something's yeah. wrong. But you know, like the thing is, is at that time, I didn't recognize what that feeling was. And that's how this had the biggest impact on my change. Because after that, I started a very long journey of personal development and getting to know myself and figure myself out and working on myself. So here's the big question. So the big flip in your life really was to realizing that you had to work on yourself. Yes, definitely. Well, yes. When did that happen? For me, after the very first serious relationship I had after my divorce, um, it crashed and burned really bad. And, and I, I realized that I was attracting, you know, very similar problems into my life. And I was just like, all right, I'm the common denominator here. What am I doing to attract this into my life? And then I started really looking at myself. It resonates with my story so much. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I think it's really common. And everybody I help find inner peace. Everybody you inspire through your music and all your creative <laughs> side. And correct me if I'm wrong, but every one of them hit the rock bottom. They, they, they get to a stage in life where they can go no lower. And yeah. that's when it happens. Yeah. But there's almost nobody there at that point. Oh, You're no. on your own. Yeah. Talk about that. How do you, you know, you're with your daughter. Your daughter's called Bella. Yeah. But you were, you were sleeping in a caravan, you, you know, this yeah. was great for you and your daughter. How old was she at the time? She was like, it was like summer in between third and fourth grade. How did that make you feel? You must have felt like I, that. Well, I, you know what I did and I had to hold all that in cause I had to like, cause he, he dragged, drug me to court and I had to like play it safe with everything. I was really frustrated. I was really sad. I was really angry. I was really everything, but I held it all in. So what advice would you give to people when, you, you know, you, you're going through all this? Then I, oh, then I started meditating in yoga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, I can't control this. My advice, the best advice I've ever been given was I was so worried. I was so worried. I was so scared. And my, one of my friends was like, there's no point in, I don't remember exactly what she said, but there's no point worrying about, you know, what you don't have control over, what you can't change. She's like, just focus on what you can control. And so I just was like, you know what? I can't do anything about this, even though it's scary. So I'm going to put it in a box and this and this and this. All right, now what can I do right now to make my life better? The word meditation came up when I was trying to get my life back on, back in order. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I hated it. 
<laughs> I, I, I seriously, every time a book or every time a guru or every time a person mentioned meditation to me, I hated it. And I'll tell you why, because I couldn't freaking do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I would sit there literally for three seconds and my chimp mind was wandering off to mm-hmm. what I was going to eat for tea or what my ex was doing or mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and the damaging thoughts were making me feel like crap. So every yeah. time I sat down to meditate, I felt worse. Yeah. Yeah. So I was reading all these books and I was just, every time I turned the page and they would mention meditation and I would even get used to the other <laughs> words they used. Yeah. You know, when yeah. they tried not to mention meditation, when they were talking yeah. about meditation, I was even hating those. Oh, wow. And was telling oh, yeah. me that's what I had to do. Yeah. And I was arguing with it <laughs> constantly. I had an overthinking mind. I was an active mental person. Yeah. And there was no way I was going to sit there and have no thoughts. Yeah. So what made it click for you? Necessity. Necessity. Yes. Necessity. Nice. If I back up a little bit, right. I was with my stepdaughter moved in when she was four with her mum, mm-hmm. And I was with her for 11 years. And around about at Christmas, she started going to the gym, started really working on her life, which I was behind her 100%. Anybody yeah. that wants to make progress in their lives, I'm hold my hand oh, up to them. Yes. Brilliant. Yes. Right. Yeah. But it went through six months, and th- there was one point when I logged into my daughter's phone account because my mm-hmm. daughter wanted to know when she could upgrade or so- something. And I looked at all these telephone numbers, and I said, "Who's this number, Kemba?" Mm-hmm. And she she said to me, "I, I don't know. I am your phone." I was like, well, you have, it's your thing. And I realized I logged into the wrong account by accident uh, um, because my computer saved all the passwords for mine, my partner's and Canva's account. And we were all with Orange, so the UK. I realized at that point that my partner had been messaging for six months, loads, mm-hmm. like every yeah. two, three minutes, yeah. sometimes even late into the morning. Yeah. And I tackled her about it, and I was the stupid one. I was the ridiculous one. Yeah. I'm here, take my phone, you're, you know. And then a couple of weeks later, just my gut instinct would not leave it go. I just knew something was wrong. Yeah. She came home one day. I said, are you seeing somebody else? And she Mm -hmm. looked up and says, yes. I said, said, is it what you want? And she goes, Mm -hmm. yes, I think. And that was the last question I asked. Yeah. It was really important that that was the last question I asked, but that's a whole different show of how we, <laughs> yeah. how, how yeah. we actually move on. At that point, I said, you can stay tonight mm-hmm. yeah. and you can move out tomorrow and find somewhere tomorrow. But then I found somebody else that made me all feel better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they, they put the patches over. Yeah. And these patches made me feel great. But then 18 months later, completely out of the blue, as an ignorant guy that I am, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that pink song that um, when she sings about, she's there singing about all the problems. And he's like, what problems? Yeah. (laughs) I have no idea. I'm sure we know the song. And I was like that. I got a text one more. I I, I messaged her on WhatsApp. Um, 
this partner that I've been seeing now 18 months, the one that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. Yeah. You know, happily ever after. We're going on a Hollywood. Everything was perfect. We, you know, it was the Hollywood story in my in my story. In your mind. In, my, in your mind. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had my whole life had already been lived, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I messaged her on WhatsApp deliberately so I'd know when she read it. I said, how come you don't reply to me as often as you do now? Or as quick? Mm-hmm. And she replied with, I don't know what I want. Holy crap. And it was like a wrecking ball. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. by that night, she picked up her stuff, she gave me a big hug, and she left here crying, and we had nothing to yeah. do with each other for yeah. a while. Well, we did. I, I messaged her, and she messaged back saying, we really don't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the point, because I didn't want it to turn bad. Yeah, right. Bad, I lose. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I I am the worst arguer in the world. So, at that point, I didn't even have emotions for tears or anything. I had no feeling. Um, for about a week, two weeks, maybe ten days. I don't think I would have hurt if someone had come in and physically hurt me. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd have lifted my arms to fight back because I had nothing. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even cry. Yeah. So when clients come to me now and say they can cry and all that, I'm like, congratulations, you have feelings. That's <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> but this is what the rock bottom really is. When you hit rock bottom so severely that literally life could empty your house and you would sit there and watch it happen. Yeah. But this story started because of about, and then I started reading. Uh, <laughs> every single book that I read, and I really had a problem with reading because of a paradigm of believing I was dyslexic. So I never read till this point from about seven years old. I fluffed school. I, I just, I winged yeah. it, you know. It was really difficult to read these books. And I was still stuck in the ignorant state of, it's the world that needs sorting themselves out. Once the world's sorted, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. um, that scenario, I, I wanted 7 billion people to sort their damn lives out. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't need anger management. I need 7 billion people to grow the hell up. <laughs> you know, and I was working on it every day. <laughs> I wonder what the problem with me. Yeah. So, but every single one of them said, meditate, meditate sit down um the wisdom is in the silence you know you find god in the gap you 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 find what you need in the quiet times oh and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah yeah what the hell is all this pointing to <laughs> and i hated it because there was no silence in my mind yeah <laughs> you know as soon as i go right that's that's a sort of moment of quiet my, my chimp mind goes Oh, that quiet. What can we think about? (laughs) Yeah. I honestly had the same problem when I started, but I decided to come up with my own way to do it. And, and I don't have to do it that way anymore, but I would put like earbuds, you know, the kind that, that, um, people use when they shoot guns, like the little squishy earbuds in my ears. So I couldn't hear anything. I'd close the curtains and turn the lights off. So it was totally dark. I would sit on my comfortable bed with like pills all around me. So I was all like super comfy. And then I closed my eyes and I had no music because I was too distracting. Uh, And I focused on um, 
seem visual, like just, you know how you can kind of light filters through and you just stuff moves around. I focused on like visual stuff and that's how I did it in the beginning. Uh, now, like I don't even have to think about it. Sometimes I do it without even realizing I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Five years later now, I realized it's not about shutting the mind down at all. Mm-mm. The mind is there to think. It's its mm-hmm. job to think. Yeah. Just the same as your liver is there to filter the blood, just the same as your foot is there to help you walk when you're walking. Yeah. And just the same as your heart is there to beat. Now then, you're not going to sit there and meditate and ask your heart to stop beating because <laughs> I don't like my heart beating. Yeah. However, we understand the heart is an object and mm-hmm. is there to do a job. Yeah. Because the thoughts are right there in our head where we perceive ourselves to be behind our eyes, yeah. we believe the thoughts are us. Yeah, yeah. And th- this is going really deep, actually. Yes, it is. I was about to say that. That's... <laughs> but, but, but there is a reason why I'm explaining it this way. And that is you cannot stop it thinking. It's designed Mm-mm. to do that. That is its job. Yeah. So what we do instead... And we'll dig deeper into this over the next few podcasts because yeah. it's, it's really, really important. Oh, yeah. And we take control of the thoughts the same as we take control of our heart beating. Yeah. We, cannot, we can only have some influence on it. We cannot have complete control. Yeah. So when the heart's beating like crazy, we can take a deep breath and we can relax. So, yeah, that's what I learned. And I learned I can meditate. Yeah, about yeah. Four seconds at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, now I just all I focus on now is my breath, and I can go right into it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it it really is, and and even now, if I if I go back to the basics, uh, mm-hmm. I've got to quite often, several times a week. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Go yeah. back to counting the breaths, and I, you know, breathe in, breathe out one. Breathe yeah. In, breathe out two. I get to about six, and I'm gone. <laughs> nice. And I got to start again. Yeah. But the whole point is, there's no prize for getting to thirty or sixty or hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. The prize is returning back to right now. Yeah. What's going on right now? Yeah. And that goes back to exactly what you said when you were saying your story. It's about what's happening right now. Yeah. How do we deal with right now? Yep. Yep, exactly. So that's a really long way of saying you're right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, and, that, and that leads me on to a brilliant quote that always reminds me of this, is that Randy Pashko quote. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that's how you say his name. Yeah, I don't but know. But he says, we cannot change the cards that we are dealt, just how we play the hand. Yeah. And it's true, I couldn't change Tracy that messaged me one day saying, you know, I don't know what I want. Yeah. I could go through all the scenarios. Well, what if I did this? What if I did that? What if I bought one more set of flowers? What if I treat her? It wasn't about that. That was about her. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't change that. Yeah. I now know why it hurts so much. It's because I laid my whole life out in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all my keys <laughs> were in our hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So I, I don't know how you felt when it, it sounds like even with your, I'm not going to say your, the way you flipped it, the one thing, because there's so many from your story. The well, I, I have the same process for everything though. I mean, um, I let myself feel whatever I feel for it, depending on how, what the situation was, maybe it's a couple hours, maybe if it was a big situation, like overnight. And, but then like the next morning I wake up like already determined to look at the situation and see what I can learn from it and see how I can turn it into something that's valuable to me. And then I don't look back and regret it. Then I don't look back and go, Oh, what did I do wrong? It doesn't matter because I got this value out of it and I focus on that. But, but every guru in the world tells us that every book says that. Yeah. And, and four years on, I still find it very difficult. It's still a work in <laughs> yeah. progress. Yeah. To accept myself, to love yeah. myself. Yeah. To love my guilt, <laughs> love my <laughs> love yeah. my fears. Yeah, yeah. Um, we still want to push them all away. Yeah, that's what helped me though, honestly, because I used to want to be confident, like so bad, like I would was. It was like I was trying to will it to be, and that was impossible. And then yeah. I started facing fears. I started doing things on purpose that I was afraid of to face it. And that's what really grew my confidence. I had a client that I spoke to the other day. He's waiting for his visa to come through so he can move to Canada. Yeah. I don't know if it's a visa or it, I suppose it's called a visa. I'm and he wants to move over there. And th th there's good reasons why he wants to move over there. His partner's over there and things. Yeah, yeah. And he got hold of me. He got hold of me through my website because I do a 30-minute free mm -hmm. um, unstuck for anybody. So if anybody wants to head over to stephenweb.com, they can. Spell with a V. Um, <laughs> just book it in. He was really anxious that it wouldn't go through and all the other things. The problem is of anxiety. Anxiety is living in the future and fearing something's going to go wrong. Yes, it's yes. It's about not having control. Yes, big time. Depression is more about living in the past, not wanting to be where you're to. Anxiety mm -hmm. is not wanting to go where you might be going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Um, he, we, we, we spoke for a while and I, gave, and I changed his perspective on fear. Yeah. Didn't want fear. I, I hate fear. I want to push it away. I, I don't want it as part of my life. It doesn't yeah. serve me. It holds mm. me back. Mm. So I gave him the tools to um, a quick little meditation that would allow him to objectify the fear, to move yeah. around his body and to release it, but also to recognize it and learn to love it. Yeah. Because fear is what's kept us alive. Fear is what's oh, evolved yeah. us yeah and we often don't want these feelings so we do anything to flip the feeling to a good feeling i don't want fear how can i get a good feeling I'll yeah. leave <laughs> honestly or, though i mean fear is like the biggest propellant for change in your life like the yeah. biggest that i can think of yeah use it as a motivation not as mm -hmm. a push not as a one of the problems is, is we are motivated more by the pushing, the fear yeah. of loss. Yeah. You see all the oh, time yeah. on the website, sign up to this or in the next nine minutes, otherwise you'll lose out. Yeah. <laughs> Refresh the page, you'll get another nine minutes. <laughs> 
he messaged me a, a couple of weeks later and he, and he said something to the words of effect, wow, I, I now treat fear as a visitor in effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's okay to have fear. It serves a purpose. Yeah, awesome. But you don't have to have fear control you. Yeah. It's just a visitor and it's just there and it serves a brilliant purpose. And yeah. it's something to be loved. Hey, fear, how are you doing today? What message have you got for me? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'll bear yeah. that in mind when I go on stage later and speak to yeah. 10,000 people that you've reminded me that I might fall over. Yeah. I'll make sure I don't. Thank you, fear. <laughs> <laughs> so living in the moment is the, is the biggest transition you've had. Yeah. That, that's oh, yeah. what you do now. Awareness. Awareness at the moment. And I completely agree. So what kind of thing do you do to stay in the moment? I, I focus on my breathing. I just I stop for a second. I relax my body, you know, like I'm about to do a yoga pose. And then I just slow my breathing down a couple times. And then I go, okay, I'm going to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so important that I'm going to deal with it. And to be able to get there as quick as possible that's mm -hmm. oh yes meditation. yes otherwise you're irrational and illogical and yeah, yeah that doesn't do any good <laughs> yeah so someone says so what does meditation do for you i'll tell you what meditation does for me closes the gap between the shit that's arising and when the human comes online and realizes i dealt with it really badly mm -hmm. yeah yeah because normally yeah. i deal with stuff really badly i shout yeah. back i get passive aggressive yeah I, just anything it depends on who and it's normally with family because i expect more from them yeah so i expect more from them in my story they're doing all these different things they should be doing differently so i react badly and mm -hmm. then four hours later, sometimes four days later, or even three months, I go, the human comes online and goes, oh my God, why did I do that? Yeah. And the meditation takes that four months down to three months, down to two months. Yeah. Down to, and if we meditate for, you know, a minimum five, 10 minutes a day, just to get that returning. At some point when something goes wrong, the neuro network says, Within seconds, let's bring it to now. Let's deal with mm -hmm. it yeah. as opposed yeah. to jump. Yep. And the perfect example is when a car driver cuts you up or... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I really try, really. I mean, sometimes I, it depends on my mood. Sometimes I'm like, ah. Uh, but then I just like let it out real quick and I'm done. But I really try really hard to force myself to like smile or wave at them. Like, <laughs> like hey. <laughs> that helps so okay so you've learned to take that deep breath and not react yeah i mean like i'm still working on it i'll always be working on it but hey, me too. i've made so much improvement like you have no idea <laughs> you're never going to be perfect you're never going to be constantly enlightened mm -mm, no because you're never going to get to a stage where you're happy and then you're there forever Right. If you're listening to this show, expecting that to happen, you're listening to the wrong show. <laughs> you, you know, um, this show is about waking us up and yeah. dealing with our shadows, dealing with our crap. Oh yeah, face ourselves. 
and taking control of your emotions when they arise. Yeah. <laughs> can me and you promise them no pain? No. <laughs> no. What I can promise is a lot more pleasure. Yeah. A lot more love, a lot more compassion. But while you grow that, you will also grow the deeper pain. Yeah, yeah. You cannot have one without the other. Mm-mm, no, absolutely not. Um, so if you want to go with no feelings, don't ever fall in love. Don't ever have any desires or lust. Yeah. <laughs> but what, I, what we can help through the way we've flipped it and the way we'll have guests in future. I'm going to do this one first because I really like this one. What do you think is the key ingredient for successful interpersonal relationships? So that's like every relationship, not just boyfriends, husbands, wives, uh, sisters, brothers, mothers, fathers, children, coworkers, friends, all relationships. Okay. The thing is with any relationship, mm-hmm. and, and we're talking about relationships between two humans. You have a relationship with your animals. You have a relationship with your computer, oh, yeah, yeah. Your car, and everything. That's true. But the relationship between two people has three main factors. Okay. And every one of them has to be incorporated. Yeah. And I have the invisible myself mm-hmm. that let's talk about me and you and our relationship. I have the invisible story self in my head. Mm-hmm. And that includes how you should show up, how you should be, how you should treat me. How yeah. You should yeah. Be a friend, yeah. How we pan out mm-hmm. yeah. as co-host, as the show, mm-hmm. but you're not a party to any of that. Right. That's mine. That's one right. part. You have yours. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a party to any of that either. Mm-hmm. Unless you tell me. So that's, right. the hidden, that's the hidden two-thirds of a relationship. Yeah. And then we have the bit in the middle, which is the physical manifestation of those two things. Yeah, yeah. Um, in actual fact, what actually happens. Yeah. It's recognizing those three things are separate. Yeah. And we often go into a relationship when we both jump into the middle. Yeah. Especially in a romantic, intimate relationship. You have to keep the separate. You have to allow the person into your minds, into the hidden by sharing. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Because you can't know what I think unless I tell you. Right, right. So... If you're annoying me and you're not making me a cup of tea in the way I'm expecting it, and you do it again and again and again, this is a really simple example. No, it's perfect. Whose fault is it for me getting annoyed? Right. Because I haven't communicated it. Yep, exactly. But we often, that phrase, and I love this phrase because it is so true, we see the world the way we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So through our lens of looking, we almost see everybody as thinking and seeing the same as what we do. Yeah. So when they don't see it, we're like, my God, are they stupid or what? (laughs) Everybody can see that. Right. (laughs) They're treating me. Well, you know, what it means to be human is we're complex. Yeah. But we're really simple in what we want. Yeah. A relationship 
should serve each person to make each person feel better. Yeah, yeah. And advance the person's progress. Yeah. But how can we do that if we don't communicate? Right, exactly. That's why, yeah, this is exactly why my, to me, the key ingredient is open, honest communication. Yeah, honest to the point that even if your voice trembles when you say it, even if, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you, you know, I have a relationship with, you know, people I don't even know. Yeah. We have a relationship with culture, groups. You know, me and the government have a relationship. <laughs> yeah. think, there's what I think, and somewhere in the middle is what happens to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but our whole life is based on this. So what's the key mm-hmm. ingredient? The key ingredient is communication. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because we cannot see what the other person thinks. Yeah. We can't read anyone's mind. Yeah. And openness. Yeah. Openness. Absolutely. When you communicate, it really is about listening. Yeah. I watched uh, YouTube videos, but he he was saying about um, a person came to see him once. And and they were there for about 20 minutes and they spoke to him for 20 minutes. (laughs) He just come in and they blurted their life out for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that 20 minutes was up. So they turned around and left and said, nice to meet you. And they walked out. <laughs> and oh. it's hilarious because the guy met them. Yeah. They didn't meet that person at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All they'd done was seen the flesh person sat there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you want to meet someone, shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you've just walked in and met yourself for 20 minutes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I definitely know people that do that. <laughs> you know, hello, how are you? And then shut up and wait for a response. Yeah. We all want to share our story. Oh, yeah, everybody does. I, I used to study a lot about communication, and one of the things I read was if you were, if the person was having trouble opening up, to put those pauses in there, to just give them a little like, okay, I hear what you're saying, tell me more, and then pause and just give them room to speak. The problem is if we don't let them talk, we fill the gaps with our story. Yep, yep. Yeah, communication, boundaries, and realizing there's three parts of it. Yeah, cool. Me, awesome. them, and <laughs> the relationship. Right. Do you have a bucket list and will you share it with us? Do I, I do have a bucket list. <laughs> um, can I share it? I got, For I, some I, of I, it. I might check it before I share it. <laughs> Just in case there's some of my darkest secrets on there. <laughs> I don't think there is, but I should put them on there. What's the top five things on your list? Top five things on my list. Well, I wrote it at a time that I was trying to build up my influence and trying to become somebody. Yeah. So, one of the things in the top 10 was to have a podcast. Oh. <laughs> this was wrote three years ago. <laughs> and, That's and, okay. And, uh, and one of them was to have 100 followers on Facebook. Oh, yeah, you're definitely <laughs> got that one covered. Have, to help people, to, to give £10,000 per year to charity. Oh, cool. Um, one of them is to visit Machu Picchu. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think so. I think so. Southern America. And things like that, really, because I I love seeing the world. I say Mm -hmm. that. I haven't seen the world. I'm guessing I'm seeing the world. Yeah. 
but yeah, I, I will share the link one day. It's oh, funny awesome, because yeah. a few weeks ago, I stumbled on it by accident. Probably not by accident. The accident, the universe doesn't really do things that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I looked through it, and although I haven't visited it for so long, I looked through it and thought, I can tick that off. I can tick that off. I can tick uh -huh, And yeah. I had no idea I was accomplishing it. Yeah, yeah. So. No, but uh, the act of writing it down, put it in your head and. Yeah. We'll do, we'll, we'll do another show about that. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, what do you think is the biggest misconception people have about you? Oh, misconception about me. Insert long pause silence. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, Stephen is currently sitting there with his head down thinking up an answer um, <laughs> I'm in a large electric wheelchair and mm -hmm. a lot of people expect me immediately to be on the bandwagon of disabled rights and disabled oh, yeah. Um, yeah. beliefs and things like that you know and yeah. building our rights. I, I have no cause and it needs to be done. But I'm very much, I just live a completely normal life mm -hmm. yeah. with some limitations. Yeah. And to be quite honest, I think I'm more of an advocate for disabled people because when I turn up, they're like, oh, you're in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, they don't expect it. If being in a wheelchair is irrelevant, mm -hmm. I don't tell them. Right, yeah. So when That's people awesome. see me on my lives, they see me with my hands paralyzed. Mm -hmm. They see me take more breaths than normal because I cannot breathe through my chest muscles. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, he's disabled. And then five minutes in, they've forgotten I'm disabled. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that does more good. You know, how do you, how do you get rid of the racism? You stop talking about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, these things persist because we make them an issue. Right. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's the misconception. I'm sure people think that that's what I should be doing or I am doing. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just enjoying my journey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. So going forward, this podcast is going to be about how we, how we can change our lives how you can change your lives yeah and how you can see in the hardest times and one of the things is i believe there's a gift in everything yes and sometimes we've got to look a little harder yeah but while we're running around screaming at everybody else to give us the ladder yeah we're falling over it and not seeing it and that's the yeah, gift yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's not, you know, and it's not that your feelings are in any way invalid. Like, like you have every right to feel how you feel about the situation. Yeah. But staying there, you're just punishing yourself. Yeah. You're just keeping it going. And, uh, and this ties up nicely because, you know, you can feel things deeply and you'll never get rid of deep pain. Because oh, no. if you want to love truly and love wholeheartedly, Mm -hmm. And like Mother Teresa said, love is an open wound that never heals. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah, the yeah. deeper you love, the deeper you open yourself up to pain. Yeah, that's true. And, but, but the thing is, you don't suffer so much. Yeah. Because you're aware. You choose yeah. to open your heart. Your heart breaks right. open. Yeah. 
Um, and this is what it's about. There is a gift and we'll help you turn around and face the demon, face the hard time, face the shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. Like you can't, you can't pick and choose which feelings you're going to numb. If you're going to numb yourself, you're not going to feel anything, which means you're not going to feel happy. And it is only temporary. You're going to numb them temporary. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll come alcohol and intoxicants or anything like that, but don't use them to disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. Don't use, don't misuse them. That's the point. Use yeah. them for fun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. So thank you, Susan. And thank you everybody for listening. Um, you can find me on stevenweb.com, spelled with a V. If you want a free half an hour chat, get you unstuck, face the demons. I'm not sure whether that's going to be <laughs> yeah. Like one of my great teachers taught me, Junpo. Your angst is your liberation. Yeah. Yep. Nice. I just want to say thanks for joining us today. Please check out our Patreon if you want to subscribe to the podcast. Um, It's Patreon slash Flip It and Rebuild It. We've got a Facebook page also, Flip It and Rebuild It. And you can find me on Susan's Inspiration Space on Facebook. My page is um, art and music and just inspirational goodies. It's pretty lighthearted, so... (laughs) Brilliant. We'll put all the links below and thank you for being there. Thank you.